Monsieur Hamilton. Monsieur Lafayette. In command where you belong. Are you saying no sweater? We're finally on the field. We've had quite a run. Immigrants, we get the job done. We're only perfect. we're only starting on time because we actually started early. And then we started 15 minutes late. So yeah, perfect. we started both <laughs> early and late. That is And that on is time. Fun. This podcast is breaking boundaries. This is going to be new shit. Yeah. This is the sounding board, your podcast that is sometimes about time. And new shit. Oh, it's nearly always and about s- time. Time does come up music. a lot. I feel Time does come up yeah, a lot. I feel like there's at least at least in the beginning some sort of time joke related to the timing of the clapping or time.is the website or something um and I think usually I make them. <laughs> so that's yeah. probably why. That's I, usually the case. You know, you know it's weird but what time.is it never gets old. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, always am ready to make that joke. <laughs> like I'm yeah. always like, "All yeah, right." Like, <laughs> If one of us doesn't make it, one of the other ones will. Somebody yeah. will make that joke at some point. It'll yeah. happen. It's a staple. Almost guaranteed. It's a staple. Staple. It is a staple of the sounding board, right. which is what you're listening to. Your almost weekly podcast that is sometimes about music, sometimes weekly. <laughs> yeah. We don't like to commit. <laughs> to yeah. a, you know. We're afraid of commitment. Yeah, we're afraid of in commitment. In 2017, the country made a commitment. And it's it, it's going bad already. Yeah, so we just no shit. we just we just want to we want some freedom, you know. Yeah, we want to be able to like record when we want to record. We want to experiment. And, like I don't know. Yeah, maybe record other podcasts or record with other people or or like record about other things. We just we just we can't commit to one nation under Trump. <laughs> so that's. Are you saying our our uh, erratic recording schedule is like our act of rebellion? <laughs> yeah, I am. That's Man. it. Man. I am. Yeah. The world is turned upside down. Yeah. And we are no longer recording reliably weekly. Hey, we gotta got to stick with the times. You know? We gotta stand up somehow. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is our resistance. Uh, don't, don't follow try schedules. and stop me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, Camden's here. Hey, he's resisting extra hard am, this week. Man, Camden Taylor, that's you. I'm just rabid. Like, <laughs> whatever. Most resistance foaming. you've ever encountered in the past ten minutes. <laughs> the most resi- the past ten minutes. I've been waiting for you guys to call me on Skype, <laughs> yeah. so I don't think I had much resistance. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Also here this week, back from parts unknown. Ooh. Actually, parts known, but abroad. Theodore Challenge Hooker the second. That's me. That is you. <laughs> Was there much resistance when you crossed the the ocean? Yeah. To uh, when you, when you when you went abroad, did they let you in, or did they, they try and turn you away at the borders? <laughs> They did let me in. The re- the most resistance we faced was probably wind resistance, because that's always a thing. <laughs> yeah, flying. Those airplanes um, get a lot I didn't of wind resistance. Face... Yeah, they do. That's why they fly so high, so there's less wind resistance. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't face any border resistance, though. On the way 
on the way there, so going into the UK, the border agent was just like, come on in as a group, whatever, you guys are traveling together, I'll just check you all out at once, ain't no thing. Mm-hmm. And then in the way to the US, they have these new machines now when you're um, uh, either Canadian or US citizen or you have a green card where you like answer questions on this machine, then it takes a picture of you and it prints it out and you take it to the border agent. And so we went up as a group, took all these pictures. Obviously, I took made a bunch of stupid faces in every picture that I could get in front of because my favorite thing in general, especially when I'm traveling, is to try and get into strangers' pictures in the background making dumb faces. There's a lot of pictures of oh, me out monster. there. <laughs> I'm that person. I love it. Um, but so I've got all these stupid pictures of me, and then we go up to the border agent as a group because that's what we've been doing this whole time, and the guy got really, like mad he's he looked really confused this guy the u.s side of the border and he was just like uh are you all related and i was like no we're traveling as a group he's like yeah no everyone else has to go back you can go first and it was like what if you were a group of 30 what do you think i'd do i was like i don't know i just did whatever what i was told to do you're a big asshole that's the reason yeah, you're like was... i ain't give a fuck yeah <laughs> shooting off my guns showing them all the fruit i brought over and all the other things that they hate it was good time yeah i made it through though fruit you brought fruit look at all all this this non-duty free produce i brought (laughs) Mm, karen oh that's fucked up man don't you care about the environment you're like shit you're like I don't even know. You're you're bringing pests over from abroad. I, <laughs> I got a pest from abroad. Yeah, you sound like the box issue. of rats you brought with you. <laughs> like yeah, they took the it. I thought the rats would be fine. They didn't yeah. like that shit. <laughs> the like, uh, Lita a... brought Guys. food, and then we didn't realize until we were standing in line, and we were like, oh, shit. Lita has bananas and oranges in her bag. And then this little beagle came up and smelling stuff, and it found some sausages and bacon in someone's bag. And the guy took it. Oh, shit. And the beagle was so happy because it meant it got some treats, and it was so fucking cute. I had no problem with the fact that it found our bananas because then we got to watch the beagle dance around for a treat. It was great. (laughs) But that meant we had to be asked, like, 80 extra questions because we accidentally brought fruit into the country oh man it's very awkward tragic mistake (laughs) yeah fucked up you should just be like no no i grew this on the plane yeah (laughs) special bananas yeah (laughs) so this week we're all uh together again um because ted picked an album ted picked an album for this week he picked our first repeat artist who, oddly enough... I don't know if album is the right term for... Yeah, album's kind of an odd term for it. It... We can count it. We listened to an album of the cast recording. Yes. (laughs) We listened... So... That is exactly what we did. We listened to an album of the cast recording of Hamilton by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who has previously been on this show for In the Heights. That's what we're going to be talking about today in a little while. But first... What's been going on, guys? I'll tell you what's been going on. I've oh, been doing wow. Just ask a I've question. Been... Like, Whoa, Wait, I don't even back. want an answer from you guys. Oh. Let me just ask a question and then fucking talk about it myself. Yeah. Wow. Barely even yeah. finish the <laughs> question. <laughs> you, you listen, okay? Wow. Uh, hey, I'm fucking saw... resisting. Don't you tell me. <laughs> yeah. No. I resist. No. No, this, is no. actually, this is actually super convenient okay. because um, 
I saw clipping. It's clipping, bitch. In the in concert. Who in the with... fuck is that? Who in the <laughs> fuck is clipping? Clipping is a sort of experimental hip hop group uh, with two industrial producers and David Diggs, who is the dude who who played uh, well played Lafayette and played Jefferson and J- in Hamilton. J- yeah, Jefferson. That's how you say it. Jefferson. Like, Je- Je- gotta be Thomas. Je- Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson. So I saw I saw a, clip, a clipping show, um, and I didn't think I was going to get to. Uh, I had tried to buy a ticket, and they were sold out. And I was like, "Fuck! No one is reselling these fucking things. This is weird. These are like fairly cheap tickets. They're under twenty bucks. No one is reselling them at all. I was willing to pay like forty, mm-hmm. and there was none. There was nothing. It was unavailable." And then one of my friends texted me and said, "Hey man, I uh so I bought three tickets to see the show and I know you love this band and one of the people that was going to go dropped out. Do you want to come for free?" And I was like, "For free? For free? I would pay you for free? That. What? I would pay you for that." <laughs> so, at the last moment, uh on on Tuesday morning with the show on Tuesday night, I I learned that I would be going to see Clipping and I did and it was Kind of incredible, actually. It was an amazing show. Uh, David Diggs is super fucking talented, as it turns out. As, like, you might be able to tell if you've listened to Clipping or if you've listened to Hamilton. Because we'll, we'll get to that. But he, he has a an enormous role in that show. And, and, like, part of the reason he got that role was because he's super skillful. Very, very skillful performer. Um but yeah, they played they played shit from basically all of their albums. Uh, they played uh, they played some stuff from Splendor and Misery. You know the the first rap, like the intro rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they he did that in like one breath live, which was insane. Uh, they did Air em Out from the same album. Nice. They did Body and Blood and uh, Work Work from their self titled, and then they had some stuff from Mid City too, and it was like. This really like loud grinding show. It was. Did awesome. they play stuff from Riggle? Yeah. Sure did they, they do Riggle? Because yes. Riggle. They played, they played Riggle, Riggle as their second Riggle. to last song. Didn't they play? Uh, the only thing they played. Didn't they play Shooter too? They played. Sh- yeah. They did play Shooter too. <laughs> nice. They didn't. They didn't play Hot Fuck No. Oh, bummer. <laughs> That's a oh, shame. <laughs> That's a good that one. So good. But they did play Riggle and Shooter, and both of those songs are excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They also, um, I need to go back and listen to their self-titled because some of the shit off that is really good. That's a fantastic album. Like, yeah, self-titled really, and really, bought, Mid-City are like so fucking good. For sure. I haven't listened to Mid-City. Oh, I bought to. self-titled yeah. on, a, on, on vinyl when I was there because I was like, all right, sure, why not? You got me. Mid-City is um, the most like uh, brash and like harsh of the three for sure. Like. It has like yeah. the noisiest yeah, yeah. beats, but it's like really dirty. Like that's a that's a cool yeah. album. Um, yeah, um, it, I also got uh, more of an appreciation for the second half of Splendor and Misery mm. listening to uh, listening to them live. Nice. Like, uh, "Air I'm Out" is a fucking fan. Oh yeah, that song's a banger. Yeah, that was that was one of their singles. That was the that was the yeah, one that, that Camden complained about because it was that, the mi- most was misleading, so misleading single of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That song is fucking awesome, though. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was dope. The show was excellent. I was so glad I got to go. 
I had a fantastic time. Nice, man. Um, did you stare yeah. at his perfect teeth? Because they're so big and they're so I did. perfect. I actually, he was in, before he went on, there was another dude opening for him, uh, Basek, I think. Oh, yeah. He's on, who, uh, was, who was pretty, he's on, he does a bunch of features on Mid-City. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. He was pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but David Diggs was standing at the back of the crowd pretty close to us, and I definitely took a second to marvel at his perfect teeth. <laughs> good. Good choice. I was like, damn. Look at them Damn. teeth. <laughs> you got teeth. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was excellent. And uh, I I bought tickets to go see the Mountain Goats again. Oh, cool. Nice. In, in June. They have a new album coming out. That's uh, true. Goths. I had no have idea. You guys looked into that? Oh, so there's a new Mountain Goats album coming out called Goths. Uh and there are a couple odd things about it. One, all the vocals are recorded live and have no modulation or tuning on them. Two, there are no guitars on Goths. Hmm. So I'm, have you listened, I'm interested to see... Have you listened to the single? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it a lot, yeah. Do it. I yeah, had no I'm idea there was I'm a single. It. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, we forgot to tell Ted yeah. or like... Resident, a resident. Uh, I'm pretty curious. Fanatic. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> you fuckers. Yeah, we're trying to keep. We're trying to keep you out of the know now. <laughs> we want to have the scoop so, on you on your favorite bands. <laughs> I feel like I. I feel like I did. Uh, I feel like I did try and tell you. But it's. I think you were. If it was via text, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. That would be why. Yeah. That yeah. would be. Yeah, why. I remember. Um, yeah. But it's good. It's called... Uh, uh, Andrew Eldritch is moving back to Leeds. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Interviews with the band are basically saying, you know, uh, um, John Darnell is still writing everything, but this is, like, the most representative of the band as a whole. Instead oh, of just cool. Huh. So I, I'm intrigued, and I want to see what happens. I, I will be keeping an eye out for that. Um I'm going to see a, a show by a band called uh, Ballas Alps next week. Um, sort of like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's sort of down-tempo, pretty chill um, electronic music. I'm, I'm interested to see that. I was invited to go to that and was like, fuck it, why not? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and, and then I've been kind of keeping an eye on festival lineups and hoping that something comes out that is interesting or compelling. Uh, did you guys you guys heard that uh, Beyonce dropped out of doing Coachella? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Didn't um, know because she pregnant. She's she, going to be she too did. pregnant. She pregnant, <laughs> and she's being replaced by Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like that's that all sounds like it'll be a hell of an event, and it would have been cool to to do. But there were a lot of repeats on it. Um, Camden, you and I were talking a little bit about Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I was and thinking that'd be cool. I'm kind of annoyed that they only released the headliners, but the headliners is a good lineup, I thought. Yeah, it's uh, LCD Sound System, Solange, and... Uh, and Tribe Called Quest. Here. Tribe Called yeah. Quest, that's right. Um, have you guys listened to the new Tribe? Yeah, we talked about it on here. Um, yeah, yeah, that's we did. Right, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, um... So looking into that and seeing what else what else shows up, yeah. there was we'll a, see if a we can convene for something this summer. I don't yeah. know. that would be cool. There was a lineup that came out for a um, a festival in Montreal. 
that looked amazing. Uh, so I'm I'm keeping my eyes open and hoping that something good comes along. I I'd be interested in Outside Lands again too um, when the lineup for that comes out because there's like a lot of bands that are in the area without dates scheduled right around mm. then that I would be kind of kind of down to see so we'll uh we'll see how it develops and maybe the sounding board will be coming to a festival near you by which i mean like we'll be hanging out there and not like have an event you won't know us or recognize us or see us uh but wait like, why why wouldn't we hold an event music. yeah <laughs> we should definitely just book one of the why don't, tables why don't we like set up just, a table yeah like set up a table do outside, like a panel thing outside of like the, yeah. the entrance line to a festival and just have like a shitty yeah, sign yeah. and we'll do a live podcast there <laughs> oh my god yes okay no i'm down we're we're doing that now we'll be uh maybe doing a live podcast outside of a festival in your city let's go <laughs> um yeah but that's kind of what's been on my plate lately um i've been listening to some stuff jeez oh, some stuff some stuff, what, a little what stuff. You, a little stuff. Uh, I listened to our 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 album of the the week. I almost said month. Uh, you mean the album of the two months? Last... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I started listening to a band called uh, Telekinesis that I haven't gotten super deep into, but I'm liking so. What far. are they like? Um, <laughs> what are they like? I don't even know how. Mm, they're they're like sorta alt rocky. I don't. I'll, I will that was update very next vague. week. <laughs> this is very I know, meaningful. Right? I'm excited. I know I'm nothing more about this band. <laughs> I know that they're not rappers now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not rappers. That's what I can give you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what's been going on 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 this end in Seattle. We uh, we had snow again, which is weird. Um, <laughs> dude, we got so much fucking snow this week. It's crazy. Yeah, how, yeah. How so, much snow did you get? Like three snows, bro. <laughs> three snows. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm telling you, man. Three snows. You, it's crazy. Would you? Would? Would you do in the snow? Huh? Well, I've been. What did you do in the skiing snow? Skiing and stuff, which has been pretty cool. They have a ski resort here that's like not great, but okay. <laughs> But I, mean, I guess it's like I guess Aww. it's like the first year in like three years that they've gotten any snow at all. So like the last two winters, it hadn't even opened. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been pretty fun. I've been going up there on the weekends and stuff. But nice. yeah, it's uh, it's apparently like a uh, out like yeah a very large amount of snow for Juno. Like today today I felt like I was in Valdez. Where people oh, it's that much people, snow. People not oh, from wow. Alaska who listen to the show. That is yeah. one of the snowiest places in the country. Um, it is the snowiest place in the country by, like, yeah. on average, yeah. about 60 or 70 inches. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. That's a lot of snow. Yeah. Well, the snowiest, the snowiest city. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. City. I'm sure Sorry, there are locations yeah, be mountain <laughs> that are more snowy. Well, there, I think there are actually like towns in Montana that beat it out. Mm. Mm, I don't think so. I I thought I, I looked this up. I don't know uh, a year or two. It ago. depends on the wrong, year, but, but on average, it's usually Valdez. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the point is, it's a very snowy place. 
fucking <laughs> snowy. Just so much snow. But yeah, we've been getting a lot of that. Uh, anyways, that was a, a side about snow. Now we all know. Which everyone was everyone was waiting for a snow update. Let's be honest. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, tips of their chairs. Or yeah, they're like, edge of their seat. Like, That's what, what I want. Edge of snow, their God seat. Stop talking about fucking albums and shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give me the update. Get to the, get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've been listening to anything? Oh well, yeah, I've been listening to that, and I was going to mention because we're doing a musical and i've been known to not be a big fan of musicals i went and saw a musical last weekend whoa yeah. whoa what? what'd you see uh the like there's a sort of musical and opera company here that put on a production of west side story that sierra and i huh. went to see Lame. <laughs> yeah i mean it was and it was like I was not expecting much at all, for sure, because it's in Juneau. Uh, it's a small town. But it was, like, <laughs> it was pretty decent. Like, they were all, like, um, pretty good singers and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I I didn't, like, love it, for sure. But there were parts I found amusing. And, like, I kind of liked the music in that one because it was pretty jazzy and, like, even would get, like, pretty weird and experimentally jazzy in a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I like, it made me realize that probably with a lot of musicals, I'd enjoy them a lot more like watching them, of course. Cause that's like the, the whole experience. Cause yeah, that's one of the downfalls. It. Like when you just listen to a recording of a musical, you're only really experiencing like one part of the, yeah, the whole production, you know, it's yeah, a big absolutely. part, but it's only it's a really big part, like but a, it's like you're definitely missing the whole piece. Yeah. So yeah, and I I've heard, for example, that the the choreography for Hamilton is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was thinking that through I a actually, lot of it. I was like, I would be interested to see like what the dancing and stuff is. You know, like what the staging yeah. looks like. I I have a friend who uh, a coworker who who went to Chicago over the last weekend. Um, or the weekend before, and actually saw it. And he had invited me to go with him, but I didn't have the money to spring for a, a plane ticket to Chicago at the time. Mm-hmm. Mistakes were made. Alas. But did you like West Side Story, though? You know, I, get too far into that I, like, I enjoyed watching it. I didn't, like... There are parts There are parts of it when they do, like... When they did, like, the ballads and stuff, where I was like, ugh! <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But I Did mean, you, yeah, I, I like had I like had a good time watching it, you know. I, what's and that I, it classic made me, song? Made me, huh? The I'm oh, so the pretty. classic song. <laughs> I feel pretty, oh yeah. so pretty. Yeah, that's like the best. And then there's part the of I will deliver to America. That song's actually great. I like that one a lot. Like that. Yeah, that one's that's probably the best part of that whole musical. Yeah, that's what I came away from that one. I was like, man. And that part's been like stuck I in my head live in since America. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean I was it it definitely like changed my opinion a little bit. I was like more I think after seeing that like more open to maybe like cuz I I just yeah, I have not been able to ever get into like listening to a musical recording. But I yeah. mean I I think like I would enjoy going to watch one. 
Like, I think I would go, I would enjoy watching Hamilton, you know, a lot more than I enjoyed mm-hmm. listening to it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But, yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, I just wanted to mention that cause I had, I, that, I've like never, I don't think I've ever seen a musical before. I was say, I don't remember you ever having seen a musical before. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, there so you that's go. A new thing. Now you've seen one. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Hey, yeah. It was West Side other... Story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always hey, West Side it's, Story. Uh, we don't we don't have a lot of uh, <laughs> entertainment options here, <laughs> you know. So, you yeah, you go see what what what's available. Uh, <laughs> well, I know Perseverance is going to do. Um, Oh, son of a bitch! I, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird this month—that should they be are. really good. I yeah, know a couple so people that are in that. that. I've been to—I've been to all their stuff uh, since yeah. I've gotten here. Then they put on really good shows for sure. They're yeah. arguably the best theater in Alaska, so that's yeah. Nice they're part like of, a know. legit theater company for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever talked about that on here, but maybe when I go see that, I'll talk about it. But we do have a theater company in Juneau, Perseverance, that is really good. Um, kind of a surprising part of the Juno community, I thought. It's just like, oh, we have this, like, theater company where we have, like, people, you know, coming Esteemed from, like, New York company. and, like, L.A. to, like, do shows here, <laughs> which is strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Did you ask me something about music? I did. Okay. Tell me about music. Oh, I listen to a lot of music. So, oh, shit. Okay. I definitely did. And uh, this year has been really good so far, I'm going to say. Yeah? Yeah, it's been fucking fantastic. Okay. Uh, there's all kinds of releases I've really liked, um, a lot of which I've talked about in previous episodes, of course. But uh, Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on one second. What? Can we take a second to appreciate how fucking good the new Spoon singles have been? Uh, yeah, they are really good. The ones I've heard, yeah. I listen. Yeah. I listened to Hot Thoughts, like, continuously for a while. Like, just on loop? <laughs> yeah, I was into it. I was like, alright, I can just listen to the song So, again. would you be disappointed um, if the album came out and it was just ten... Uh, <laughs> just ten, ten Hot yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> it's called Hot Thoughts and it's just Hot Thoughts ten times? Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. You got me, Alright, I'll take it. But, like, but like pitched differently, maybe? No, just the same, all the way through. No, don't change it. Yeah, every one yeah. is Hot Thoughts slowed down by 50%. <laughs> by so the end of it, like, all the words... The last one's like hot... two hours long. It's just like... So... Hot uh, Thoughts, but all the words are uh... Hot Thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's just all like ridiculous spoofs on that song. That That should yep. be the album. I wouldn't be disappointed. That <laughs> yeah. was a, to be fair, that was a dope song, and so was "Can I Sit Next to You." Yeah, they're like, really good. That album is shaping up to be really, really mm-hmm. good. No and, surprise, I mean, Spoon's probably yeah, going to no release surprise, another great Spoon album. Spoon has been like the most consistent band, consistent, yeah, ever. I still listen, yeah. yeah, to basically all their albums like all the time. Yeah, I like, I go back to Gimme Fiction and I go back to They Want My Soul. I haven't spent that much time with uh, Guy. Oh man, I I love They Want My Soul because it's like one, one of those albums that I like more every single time. Like I was like yeah. I thought it was a I good one when it those, came out, but man, like I that's one I like still good. listen to like monthly. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I have that exact experience with Gimme Fiction because mm-hmm. I came to Gimme Fiction 
after I had heard They Want My Soul. And god damn it, that album is so strong. Yeah, that album's amazing. Yeah. But uh, anyways... Yeah, anyway, they're a great band. I just wanted to... Anyways, those are good. Those are good. Um, I listened to the new Thundercat album. It's called Drunk, and it's got probably the best album art I've seen in a while. Uh, it has him like in wading in some water, but only his eyes are like peeking out, and he's just got like a really goofy look on it on his face. <laughs> it's just like one of the weirdest <laughs> album covers I've seen re- recently. I don't know. It's really funny, um, and it's it's kind of like a comical album. Uh, Thundercat is a if you haven't heard of him before, he's a bass player, sort of like a jazz. Uh, He's got you know tons of jazz influence, very jazzy style. Uh, he's done tons and tons and tons of collaborations with Flying Lotus. They're like uh, right. always like That's working on is. albums together, you know. And he like Flying Lotus is on this album a couple times. Um, he has like like the sound of the last Flying Lotus album, "You're Dead," is definitely in the vein of like what Thundercat sounds like. Um, just Ooh, like the very well, like chaotic and like sort of spazzy jazz mixed with hip-hop and R&B. It's, like, pretty cool stuff. So he has a new album called Drunk. Really, really good. Really funny. Really smooth. Like, will alternate between being, you know, super chaotic, then humorous, and then, like, there'll be a song where you're like, damn, that's a fucking smooth-ass track. (laughs) But, yeah, it's really good. And Kendrick is on a song, if that interests you guys. Of course it does. Yeah. Um, I also listened to the new Dirty Projectors album, self-titled. Uh, are you guys familiar with them? I am not. Okay. Uh, Dirty Projectors is this project, um, this guy named, I hope I'm getting his name right, because I can't remember it quite, but I think it's Dave Longsrith, and he's sort of like a, uh, just like an an eccentric indie artist who has sort of a weird vocal style and he released like a bunch of like very very art popsy uh records like as a solo artist where he's just you know doing the whole like recording all the stuff himself and all that um and then he did some with he like generally like made a full band that included a uh another vocalist uh amber kaufman who was in a relationship with him for a while, and they released, like, three albums as a group that were, like, super well critically received in, like, the indie community. Um, But, and then he's kind of, like, reverted on this one. It's been a while since they released an album. I think it's been, like, four or five years. And since then, like, that couple has broken up, and then he's done this project, which is, like, it's kind of going back to... uh, being a solo project where he does like all the stuff himself and so it's kind of like gone back to his roots in a little bit but the style is completely back to the basics yeah back to the basics um and this one's very different though because it's it's sort of like the same art rocky indie stuff you've been doing but it's sort of melded with uh all the kind of like trendy alt r&b stuff that's been really popular for the last few years Nice. Um, and it's actually like done really well and I like it a lot. And if you're looking for something with some like interesting vocals and like some very, 
uh, colorful and like interesting production. That's definitely an album to check out. I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, and it's cool to hear something from them because I haven't heard an album from them in so long. Like since like before I started school, I think is when they released their out their last one. Um, and you know, like always, it's cool to hear artists do something like really different for them. Uh, there are like one or two songs in there where he does something where I'll like love most of the song, and then he'll do something where I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? But, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like they're you know small blemishes on i think it's i think it's a pretty pretty solid project um you guys got any questions you ever ask me fucking questions (laughs) you always answer everything before you get to it you get super in depth i'm I'm just getting so angry over here i'm always just like oh i should definitely listen to that how nice if you don't give me any response i can't resist like I feel like I always do the, I'm, I'm ooh, struggling oh. to resist you guys, and I can't. Um, you need more resistance. I need more. I get give it. yourself to me entirely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to the new album, the weirdest. I guess the weirdest, not the weirdest, but uh, uh, I listened to the new album from a band called The Necks. The Necks are a improvisational experimental music group from Australia. Uh, who do whole albums of just like fully improvised pieces of music, <laughs> and they're uh, it's definitely you know a, a like niche interest like you have to be into that kind of thing. But their new album is called Unfold, and it is like the most fucking hypnotic music I've heard in a long time. Like I listened to it and it like put me into a fucking trance. It was crazy. <laughs> like I feel like I turned this album on and then like 60 minutes later I was like, "Holy fuck. What happened to me?" <laughs> That's really uh, interesting. It was great. Yeah. And then I listened to a few of their more recent uh releases. They had one called Vertigo and one called Open. So, yeah, if you're looking for something kind of left field, that's definitely a cool band. Um definitely worth checking out very interesting music uh i was going to mention this i kind of mentioned this one last week but i wanted to talk about it with ted because he's on here because i know he likes this artist but uh the new sun kill moon album uh common as light and there's love there's a new sun kill moon yeah what i text oh i texted you when you're in europe that's why you didn't get it <laughs> um, holy shit i'm downloading yeah, dude. it now sun kill moon uh Common as I can't remember the name of the album. Common as Common light, as light, light and, love. and love are red valleys of something. Yeah, common as light and love are red valleys of blood. And man, like this this is definitely because I feel like Sun Kill Moon recently has definitely been like a divisive artist with all the sort of weird drama around him, which yeah, I think is you know mostly manufactured by certain uh, music journalism websites, but uh, uh, <laughs> but man, it's like because he's definitely had you know a. Anyways, Sun Kill Moon. I'll, go, I'll just go to the basics first. If you don't know who Sun Kill Moon is, so, like singer songwriter project Mark Kozlik. He was in Red House Painters in the '90s, uh, and his music's been getting like increasingly more personal and meta for a while so like a few years ago he released an album called benji that was like a huge critical success and was like a super like emotionally raw album uh and like 
and loved him. And then he has since then kind of like taken that style. But that I mean that style actually started like a couple albums before that, but it kind of got like in full form on Benji where he was just talking about like menial shit he was doing throughout the day. Blue um, crab cakes. Yeah, blue crab cakes. And uh <laughs> <laughs> but it, he kind of like just took that to an even greater extent on like the next couple albums like the one Universal Themes has like a whole fucking like nine minute song about him and his girlfriend finding a like dead possum in their heater outside their house or oh something. yeah the possum song yeah uh, and it's just like it's it's become like a project where it's just like a musical diary or something and uh, oh so he had and after that he had an album with uh, Jesu which was even more like meta like it had him reading like letters from fans on the album to music uh and then this one is like okay so the new one common is light and love is for one thing two hours and ten minutes long uh what holy is is seriously like taking that to to like a hyper extent and it's like i think it's gonna be really divisive because i can i could see someone listening to this album being like this is fucking garbage but i think it's like brilliant (laughs) (laughs) like i think i think it's fantastic uh because it's like totally unique um mm. and he's just like the music is really stripped down and it's just like him talking about all kinds of stuff and it's like Sun Kill Moon's been weird before but this is the first one where he's done stuff like done weird comedy skits in the middle of an album and like read random passages from the bible and like uh it's fucking strange but but it's like none of it's like super jarring like it kind of fits in just like the really blunt and like narrative songwriting style that he's been doing for a while yeah i don't know i i think it's really interesting and i think he's like sort of carved a niche for himself that i mean Mm -hmm. yeah certainly not for everyone i would i i'm sure but i think it's i think it's pretty cool uh so i like that album a lot um Anyways, I'm certainly excited about yeah. it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and just and just just to listen to like the fucking rants that he goes on in the album, not the rants, but just like him s- speculating about life is just entertaining to me. I don't know. I just find him to be <laughs> I just find him to be like an interesting person. Like I'll listen to him yeah. talk about stuff, and that's like that's what a Sun Kill Moon album now is just like li- listen to Mark Koslick talk about shit for two hours. <laughs> yeah that's definitely yeah. true um yeah and yeah i think it's a really good album um it's definitely not going to be as well received as benji was it has not been so far <laughs> for sure uh, but it's a weird thing man i don't know yeah i i'm Two not, plus I'm not, hours I'm not surprised could be a lot. yeah it's yeah it's, it's he's pushing it for sure um uh, anyways, besides that, I listened to another exciting one that you'll probably be into, Ted. The uh, uh, the new Los Camp, Camp Ah Los Campesinos album Ooh. that just came out. Six scenes. Nice. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't love it as much as No Blues, but I mean it's a solid album from them. So yeah, uh, definitely okay. worth checking out if you like. It's probably not going to be the album you would like show to someone to get into the band, but if you're a fan of the band, mm. you know, solid album from them. That's it. 
Uh, does yeah. it have any avocado babies on it? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have anything as good as avocado baby. Oh, that song is so <laughs> fucking good. Because I don't think any uh, album in the world has a song as I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than it's... that, I've also been listening to. This is like very recent, like the last couple days. Uh, and this is just this is a genre I have not really explored before. But if you guys ever listened to grime, which is like a sort of it's somewhat like hip hop but it's like a, a UK style but it's not uh, no, I was reading about the history of this because it's like they, they take a lot of issue with it being considered like a subgenre of hip hop because it has kind of like it's more of like a distant cousin than a uh, you know like sibling I've seen it described as because it has like a different uh, sort of like genre historical timeline it comes out of um but basically, it's like it's a style of like production and emceeing that came out of uh, certain areas in the UK in like the early two thousands, um, and it takes a lot of influence from like garage and like dub electronica, and in the production, and then like the vocal style takes a ton of influence from like uh, dancehall and like raga music from from Jamaica, so it's. Hmm. So I think, and you know, hip hop is definitely like an influence in some regard, but it's definitely kind of like its own style. Like it's got a very specific type of like beat. It's like the beats are very like sharp and like fat. And it's like, if you're looking for bangers, this genre is like nothing but (laughs) bangers, which is why which it is like a banger fucking factory. Yeah. Uh, which is why I've been into it. Um, If you want to hear people like rap violently over like in like harsh British accents over like banger beats, then you need to listen to some crime, (laughs) but it's really good. I think I've heard. Yeah. I mean, you probably, if you, when you listen to it, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I've heard this before, but it's like, I, I guess it's, it's one of those things. Like I had never really, looked into it as like a musical style and I didn't really understand mm-hmm. that it wasn't like a subgenre of hip hop and it had like kind of its own lineage and stuff. But uh yeah, it's really good. I so I've listened to a couple from this year. Um you know, like I said, it's been around since like the early two thousands, but there have been a couple artists who've released albums this year that have been like pretty critically lauded, uh one of them is by a guy named Wiley, who's a, who's like one of the originators of the style. He released his last album, like last month. Uh, it's called Godfather, and I would highly recommend that. Huh. It is, it's fucking great. I like just finished listening to it before we started the recording, and I was like, man, and I was all amped. That's why I'm so energetic this episode because <laughs> I listened to Wiley. I, exp- I was trying to figure it out. That makes more sense. <laughs> And so he's like one of the older, you know, person people in the genre. And then I also listened to another album from a guy by the name of Stormzy, who is like an up and coming artist in the grime world, who's you know a lot younger. I think I think Wiley's like forty something. He's like he's like a killer Mike or an LP, and he's like he's that the he's like the uh, one of the old rappers because over thirty is old for a rapper, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Stormzy's like a younger guy, twenty in his like early twenties or something. But yeah, both really fucking good albums, and it's worth checking out just to like, I don't know, because yeah, because you guys said you haven't really listened to it before too. But I was like, I'm I'm always excited about 
getting into like new styles of music that especially ones that like I knew were there but like didn't really know any, much about you know uh yeah yeah it's really good so I would recommend those a lot but I don't know man there's been like tons of fucking good music this year I think it might but it might also just be that I'm I feel like I'm more actively listening to new music this year than I was last year but yeah last last year was tough to keep up with. yeah I I feel like I kind of fell behind last year on keeping up with new releases like there's still tons of stuff that came out last year that I haven't gotten around to that I've been meaning to you know um but yeah Yeah, it's been starting off strong I'm I've been enjoying it for sure. Uh yeah, lots of stuff that's going to stick with me even just like the last couple months. But uh yeah, so that's <laughs> that's basically all I wanted to talk about. Sorry for rambling for so long. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah well, I'm excited about all those. So that'll be fun. Yeah, like we've got a lot of really interesting stuff coming mm-hmm. up and a lot of really really fucking good artists are on tour right now. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm excited to see where this year goes musically. Uh, speaking of going places, Ted, we alluded to your trip. Yeah, I took a trip. It was great. I went to the UK, <laughs> which involved London and Inverness, and I walked around a whole fucking lot. <laughs> I basically spent the entire time just going to museums and then being overwhelmed by how many museums I wanted to go to and then realizing that I didn't have enough time and it was very stressful. (laughs) Um, But it was great. I walked past the Rosetta Stone and had no idea and found out like an hour later. And that was like the the way I would define my trip is I kept walking past things because I was so uh, enamored by how much stuff there was that I didn't even notice. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was it was incredible. No surprise. London is fantastic. Um, you know, being such a cultural epicenter for the world, uh, they just have so much stuff. Um, so that was great. Inverness was also great. It was very pretty and it was much calmer. We took a little boat tour down the River Ness to Loch Ness. Um, so you could see Urquhart Castle, which is mostly just a pile of rocks right now. And, um, the boat the tour obviously pile. had to mention, yeah, the Urquhart pile of rocks, <laughs> very famous pile of rocks. Um, the boat tour mentioned Nessie a couple times, which was very funny, and <laughs> I didn't course. really care that much. But um, the most notable thing about the little boat was I was outside um, up above because it wasn't that cold. It was mostly just windy and rainy, but everyone else was really cold. Um, but I definitely wouldn't have been inside anyways because it smelled like poop for some reason. <laughs> it smelled like like a urine, like a public bathroom, but more like um, a uh, what are those called? The honey buckets? The um, oh porta potties. Porta potties. It smelled like porta potty liquid in no. the entire area, and it was nauseating. So I walked in. I got my hot chocolate and whiskey, and then walked back out. Um, and it was great. I had a really good time. Then we came back, and I'm not going to try and get too in-depth in the trip because it's a lot of shit. Um, uh, mostly, we woke up at about 4 every morning and then fell asleep at, like, 7. And I still... Oh, no. Yeah, no, because we 
didn't quite adjust to the time change because it's a nine hour time difference. Um, yeah. And then as soon as we started adjusting, we flew back, and now I'm still kind of on that time mess up. I've been falling asleep around eight thirty, and then waking up around five or so. So I'm very tired. <laughs> um, and it's only nine. Whatever. Um, and then we came back, and we'd been Lita and I had been planning to get um, another pet for our cat Persephone or little cat. A pet for because, your cat, so like or a pet, yeah, you know, your cat like, takes care of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to take care of it. Um, yeah, uh, another sense. one to keep her company, I should say, just because she uh, we're not letting her outside because we're kind of by a busy road and she's not very bright, so I don't trust her to be by a busy road yeah um and so we decided to adopt another cat and we looked online and there was this cute little black cat about 11 weeks old um and so we drove out to pick him up and the people that had him just picked up another small black cat um maybe nine or ten weeks old and we accidentally adopted both of them so now we have three cats how do you accidentally adopt well, if you looked at them and then you have oh, just you leave got the two cats, <laughs> you got you got uh, sucked in by their their uh, little beady yeah. eyes. <laughs> and now Ted yeah. begins his life as a crazy cat lady. Man, uh, no, I've I've, I've been a crazy cat lady eventually. since I was a kid. I've always had you only had a one. Lot of cats. Now you have three. That's true. You've you have always you've thing. always kind of been that at heart. I've thought. Yeah, I fucking love cats. Yeah. Cats now you have a starter great. set for, for crazy cat personhood. It's going to be great. Um, one of them, okay. uh, they're both black. They're both really small and young. One's pretty smart, actually. Um, Niels is what we've named him. Like Niels Fromm, the composer. Mm-hmm. It's the basically the German equivalent of the name Neil. Um, and then the other one, I was having trouble naming. It's got It's the younger one. It meows. It's got that cute baby cat meow that's like really broken. And it really loves mm-hmm. me, so it follows me around and meows at me all the time, which I fucking love. Um, and so it, it's slightly, like, shaggy long hair, but since it's a kitten, it just looks mangy all the time because its hair is really Aww. unkempt. It's adorable. Uh, and it's got, like, tufts of fur coming out of its ears. So while trying to think of its name, I was just calling it Mayor Fluffy Ears, um, which is a mouthful, so I thought of a name quickly. I named it Saeed because I've always liked that name. And yeah, so we've got Niels, Saeed, and Persephone. Yeah, I like that name. A too. lot of names. I love the name Saeed. Yeah. I've always been a fan. Um, and yeah, so life is good on my end because I'm surrounded by cats and it's so great. <laughs> you're, in your, you're in your element. <laughs> Are yeah. you also surrounded by music? Oh, um, yeah, flawless I am. transition. So, it was, t- was just amazing. fucking killer. <laughs> I I am actually. Who knew I would be? Um, I since I traveled, I was listening to a bunch of music. Not as much as I expected, though, because planes now have um, built-in like entertainment systems, essentially, with loads of movies and television Especially shows. Especially the like more. crossing the mm. ocean flights. Yeah, those have like yeah, the whole and- setup. You can watch, like, shitloads of movies. Yeah, and that makes time go by way faster, so I just sat there and watched movies. Um, But 
other than watching movies, when I travel, I read a lot. I read um, uh, Murakami. Wait, 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 hold on a second. You just went. Oh no! It's important. I promise. It's important. It makes sense. I was reading okay. a Murakami I, book. The, I've read the Wind Up mm. Bird Chronicle. Oh, I've read that. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I was going to suggest yeah, it to you. Good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm going to read more of his stuff. But because of reading that, um, I couldn't listen to any music with lyrics or that was sung in English. So I spent a lot of time listening to classical um, yeah. the last few weeks. I've been really caught up in. You guys should check this out because I fucking love this piece. Uh, All right, it's a Mendelssohn piece. It's a piano trio. Um, the OP forty nine. I always forget what OP stands for. It's not opera. <laughs> opus. Maybe? I think it's. Opus, I don't know what yeah. it is. It's opus. That's what I imagine. Work, work opus forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so check that out, Mendelssohn Forty Nine. It's a piano trio. All right, it's save. incredible, good. Um, so I listened to a bunch of that, and then it's interesting. A I I pulled it up on Spotify, the first one that came up, and it says piano trios, Opus Forty Nine and Sixty Six, and then there's a photo of three gentlemen on the cover, one of which is sitting in a piano. Wait, is it three pianos, or is it like? A piano trio is a, a trio of instruments with a piano, <laughs> okay. and one of them ha- is a piano. I don't, it was see, really I don't, I don't know anything about this, this terminology for classical music. Obviously. Yeah, no. I was me. thinking it was three, I was talking three to someone people about it. with pianos. And I was like, what the fuck is that cello doing on the cover? <laughs> oh, you, you've got the one with Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah, that one's great. That's the one I've been listening yeah. to. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll listen yeah. To it. No, the only reason I can answer that confidently is because I asked someone that two weeks ago when they were like, <laughs> okay, "This good. piano trio," and I was like, "Wait, I, is it I feel three like pianos?" Slightly less of an idiot. I feel like that's something I should know, but I don't. No, it's a totally misleading name. That's not unreasonable at all. Yeah, I was kind of bitter when I found out. Um, but I was listening to that, and then I was checking out some Antonio Sanchez. Um, he's a jazz drummer. And he got a lot of um, attention because he did the soundtrack for Birdman. Oh! Um, yeah. yeah. So I was listening to that soundtrack and another album he worked on. Um, cool guy. I, I haven't spent enough time with him. Um, but if you've seen Birdman, you know how kick-ass that soundtrack is. Um, mm-hmm. And that was his first movie soundtrack ever. Uh, so he did a really great job. And I'm excited to look into him more. Um, nice. And then I just did a bunch of random stuff, so nothing else comes up. After that, um, and I guess along with that, but not too much really, <laughs> like two months ago, not at all, and then this week, um, I listened to our album of the week. Yeah, this is which, this ah, has been like the yeah. longest sitting album we've known we're going to do. Or, sorry... Yeah, I said yeah. album too, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> the longest scene piece of music we've we've talked about a recording. Yeah, we've done a Yep. Ted has picked it like two months ago since we've been so infrequent with dropping episodes. Yep. And then we had the surprise <laughs> and then touche with, with Ted gone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we snuck Even in the touche more in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we all listened to Hamilton. We did. Mm-hmm. We all did listen to and Hamilton. The end of episode. <laughs> Beep. And Boom. Ted, you you 
picked this, which surprised me. I did pick it. Surprised it. Um, me I too. felt it had been a while. Yeah, <laughs> I had felt it been a while since we did any like musical or opera, and I um, I had heard it while working. My boss had played it because he's one of the many of thousands of people that are super into Wait, this musical. Hold on. Is this a popular musical? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I found didn't... out. I didn't just today even. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty like a lot of people seem to know what it is. How weird. Yeah. Oh, this the, is the it, Hamilton it's... people have been talking about all the time. Yeah. This is the, this is the, no, one. I, the one thing. Uh-huh. This is the one thing that Barack Obama and Dick Cheney agree on. <laughs> I saw that article. <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking ridiculous. Um yeah, so it's the Hamilton musical. The Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, it's his follow up to In the Heights, um, another musical that got him a lot of attention. It was his first Tony Award, I believe. Um, he actually mm-hmm. apparently wrote this while working on In the Heights. He was like on a mild vacation and picked up a book. He says he likes to always carry a big fat book while he travels, and he picked up um, Ron Chernoff's biography on alexander hamilton and so so, so mm-hmm. i actually I had, i'd read that he uh he was on vacation from performing uh in the heights yeah like that's what i meant he yeah, was, it had been, it was okay. like he I had been performing it. it yeah no no, no he didn't yeah. double write it yeah it was he was taking a vacation while still uh, like touring or performing with them um and was just reading and the the quote from him uh, that I heard was basically he was reading it and he was like oh shit this is like this is hip hop like I was reading and this and I started hearing hip hop in my head it's like Tupac and Biggie and this, is, this is hip hop and it's the American dream and there's mm. like you can it is it is all of these things like it is you can you can use this as a lens right because there are, there are those similarities yeah it is yeah. the American story Mm-hmm. Um, it is coming from nothing and 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 achieving greatness. Yeah, it's the rags to bitches story <laughs> that everybody <laughs> talks about. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously it's about Alexander Hamilton, one of our founding fathers, um, famously on the ten dollar bill, along with some other famously shit. featured um, in a line in the classic Lonely Island song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pulling out the like she never seen a Hamilton before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really inspired That's this musical. Alexander actually, Hamilton's he didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, being on a lonely being, island, being in Lazy Sunday. <laughs> it's a good achievement. Yeah. Lazy Sunday is a and he was, great. There were two. Song. There were two Hamilton references in Lazy Sunday because he also says, "You can call me Aaron Burr from the way I'm dropping Hamiltons." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so to be clear, um, we listened to was it the original cast recording? Yeah, the original Broadway yeah. cast recording of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so it's the original Broadway recording, not the original original recording. Because oh yeah, one yeah, that's, that's true. That, yeah, mm-hmm. like it had some notable differences. Like uh, the the big one to me is is Leslie Odom Jr. and and uh, actually, it had a ton of replacements, but he's uh, he's one of the major ones. He took over Aaron Burr, um, who, as you might imagine, is an important character. 
Yeah, uh, I. So along with listening to this album a couple or this, fuck, I can't stop saying it now. <laughs> listening to the musical a number of times, I also watched that documentary, which I bet neither of you watched because you guys are fuckers. I actually did not because you told me about it again when you thought that it was actually time to record the episode. Yeah, well, I had sent it before I left. I gave you guys plenty of time. You sent it a while ago. No, no, please. Go on. Yeah, Yeah. well, I found out while watching that... You know, I once heard... (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. While watching that, that uh, the Aaron Burr character is also the narrator. I somehow did not pick up on that at all, and that made a lot more sense because I knew he'd pop in a lot, but I had I just listening to the musical versus seeing it never really seemed to figure that out. Mm-hmm. To be clear, this is a sung through musical too. Like mm-hmm. there are few, if any, scenes that are not in cor- uh, included in this because yeah, it's more of an oh, opera yeah. style Speaking, musical. Yeah, yeah I was good. wondering about that because I don't know about musical terminology stuff is like mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't because i kind of figured that out after reading about this because i don't know a lot about musicals like we know i <laughs> thought like i had kind of had the idea that most musicals and i don't actually remember if in the heights did i had kind of had the idea that most of them have like narrative in... like exposition interludes yeah so um so so in the heights definitely did yeah, um, yeah, scenes did, yeah. That, that did not happen in the songs but Hamilton, that's more or less not the case. Yeah, yeah. It you know, runs much more like an that's opera. That's definitely what made really. West Side Story a little more palatable to me. It's like it's like half normal play and half musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and like I I saw similar things. Uh, I I think I saw Spam a lot when I was young, and I definitely remember some things that were not songs. Yeah. Uh, so all right, go not on. Not that I know Sorry. anything about that. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's. I don't remember where I was going. Oh, yeah. So, basically, I was just... I never realized... Or I didn't realize until watching the documentary that the Aaron Burr character is actually... You know, obviously, he's a big focus, but he's equal to the leading man because he has almost as much, like, stage time Mm -hmm. as Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, Yeah. so it was a Uh, big thing. I I had heard, and I don't know if this is true, that uh, when he was writing this... um, Miranda actually wanted to play Burr, and then went, "Oh fuck, dude! No one's ever gonna. I'm never gonna get to play a role like Hamilton unless I write it." So mm-hmm. that's possible. I didn't hear that, but I have no idea. Um, documentary was really good. I thought, um, I thought it was. I would still recommend watching it, frankly, because it gave me a much better look at the musical. Um, and his choice for writings um, and uh, the historical context and just things about it in general I thought were pretty interesting Um, and the documentary he actually started making documentary shortly after he started writing the musical so it's it's about nine years or six years no sorry six years sorry six years which is still oh wow hefty like it's it's got Oh, wow. Um, it's got an interview with Barack Obama. Um, it's got, like, some highbrow people in it. Um, so it's pretty cool. I, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to that one and get back into that one. Um, along with the documentary, 
I know at the very least Josh and I also listened to the mixtape, which was dropped as a companion to the musical recording. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting comparison because, you know, the musical as a basis is sort of uh, a historical look at Hamilton and the Founding Fathers, um, the birth of the nation, if you will, and then sort of the infighting that happened within in within that's a poor choice of words the infighting that happened among um, all of the presidents and the cabinet yeah see way better thank you i fixed it um while trying to establish all of the key important things that a country needs such as a treasury and other shit um it's a good thing nothing like that happens anymore right yeah, right? That's totally beneficial that none of that happens at all. Um, I guess at least, was, at least duels don't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> God for that. Um, I actually, so it's tough. I feel about like there would be like a I, duel daily if we had duels. Yeah, there would be so many goddamn duels. But it'd be more like, you, you, you two go take a duel. I don't like you. Yeah. Um, in the documentary, this lady was talking about duels because uh, obviously duels are important in this. Um, as Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton, there's like three separate duels that happen. Yeah. But there's always the view um, when us as contemporaries look back and go, why the fuck would people duel? That's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, Most duels ended before they actually started. Um, People would challenge to a duel, then they'd go, and then they would just not do it. They would agree upon not doing it. Because the idea of the duel was that you were willing to show up for it. You were a gentleman, and you had honor. Yeah. And now no one, like, has to, yeah. no, no one has like to shoot. Let's thing. all go home. Mm-hmm. Let's go drink and not fucking do this. Um, so I don't think about that normally when I think about duels. So I thought that was nice, because I hadn't ever considered that aspect. Yeah, I no, guess. it's good to have some more like um, historical context of like why that why that was considered culturally important you know to a thing to do yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so the musical goes into that historical context um a lot of it is not accurate he's very out upfront with that there's a scene in the musical where hamilton meets burr in a bar and then he also meets three other massive figures in the 1776 revolution yeah i did i did um, think about that was it was like they did kind of conveniently all meet at once (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he was like no that never happened yeah but you know i had to the way he worded it in documentary was really funny he was like you know i had to speed things along i've got to get you out before lame is next door gets out so they all met at a bar yeah and i i don't know i would never expect something like you know sort of like a artistic reinterpretation of like a historical story to be completely accurate like i don't think that's i don't think that's necessary and it's more about like exploring uh ideas of the time like things that the characters like inspire and people and just kind of more like Mm -hmm. the general idea stuff because i mean if you're going to like actually learn about history you wouldn't listen to a musical you know real real quick um on the dual thing because i didn't just sneak this in uh you guys got that reference right which reference? Well, you can't just say you the got ten that dual reference. Commandments? Like the Ten Dual Commandments? Did you guys catch that? 
The Ten Dual Commandments is a reference to a Biggie song. Okay. The Ten oh, Crack yeah. Commandments. Yeah. No, I don't. And like that's a, that's a really clear example of it. But that shit is throughout this. Yeah. Um, um, the, like the format of that song and the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Dual Commandments. Mm-hmm. Like Biggie's song was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Crack Commandments. I like, like that you counted for both of those. <laughs> well, that's because it. That's I know, no, I know why you did, but. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, this show is littered with, like, love for hip-hop in mm. a way that I really appreciated when I was listening through. And, like, I didn't catch anywhere near everything. But, like, it's it's cool for me to see the genre kind of, like... My biggest thing that I didn't like within the Heights was that I didn't, like... For me, hip-hop is a predominantly black art form, right? And, like, there are traditions of it and there are things about it that like persist between artists and like there is latin hip-hop i'm not too familiar with it um so i i listened to in the heights and i was like well yeah there's rapping but like this is not this is not that and and hamilton absolutely is that and i was like fuck yes this is awesome because of it anyway sorry yeah no no that's fine um i thought that was a great example of uh, yeah of just the appreciation that like Miranda clearly has for the genre and for yeah. for the where it comes from and the, the greats in it. I I would say with um, having watched the documentary and listening to this, he is someone who is well versed in hip hop. He knows his artists well, he knows the styles well, and it comes out really interestingly in how he's written the characters. Um, one of the, the the coolest things that I um, heard him mention essentially was the way he chose to write certain characters when george washington comes in he's very rhythmic he's very sort Mm of um classic 90s style hip-hop like there's very little backing beat but it's just kind of rhythmic and stuck to it and grounded if you will um you've got the moment where jefferson comes back from france after the war and he's still singing jazz while everyone else is doing hip-hop and so there's this kind of shift between mentalities and he's representing that via the the hip-hop um and then the other one was lafayette when lafayette you first meet at the bar um he he's sort of struggling to speak he's able to do it but kind of on an elementary level, and then once he's there in the middle of Yorktown, he's yes. uh, David digs again, and he's spitting bars left and right. That's so fucking good, and like, and and like, it's interesting too because if you read the Hamilton book, like he'll call out specific rappers that inspired lines. Like one of my favorites is uh, Jefferson's line. Like I love um, Washington on your side. I think that's a terrific song. Uh, mm. Jefferson has a line in it that is. I'm in the cabinet. I am complicit in watching him grabbing that power and kiss it. If Washington isn't going to listen to disciplined dissidents, this is the difference. This kid is out. And he's like, all right, so... And in the book, if you read through it, he's like, all right, so this line is, like, littered with internal rhyme. And if you like that, if that's something you're into, go listen to Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Right? And, and it's just full of stuff like that. And, like, yeah. like where he drew this this influence from is really interesting and cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, a number of the artists that he felt very influenced by or spent a lot of time listening to were artists featured in the mixtape that came out after. Um, like, 
he was talking about having spent a lot of time listening to Illmatic during the writing period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was, I don't know if he just got lucky or if he asked Nos, but Nos is in um, the second track or whatever. So it's it's kind of cool seeing that come back. I know he's a huge fan of The Roots, and The Roots did one of the first tracks. So it's that must be exciting for him is mostly what that comes down to. Um so when it comes to the nitty gritty, uh, unless you have any other specifics you want to get to, how do you guys feel about the musical? Camden, I know, I know you you were not. Um, where were you at? You know, uh, yeah, and I don't think you guys will be surprised. Uh, it's definitely not for me. I struggled greatly to enjoy it. Uh. For for a couple reasons, um, I think the main reason and like it's like I always said, it's like tough for me, especially with like completely sung through musicals, is I'm just not a huge fan of like how musicals tend to be set up because one of the reasons is that to me in musicals and I know it's because and this is one of the reasons like I get frustrated like listening to one and not being able to like watch it is that the music itself is like of course it's like good you know it's like well composed and stuff but it almost is like it's not a you know full ingredient of like what's going on it's kind of like um, they'll be like, oh, well, this is going to be a musical number in this style. And it, when I feel like when you're just listening to the music itself, it feels a little more like a pastiche than like a we're going to make a really... Um, and I mean, that's the case with a lot of musicals, I think. And I don't think... I think that's just... And I don't... I'm trying, I'm trying very hard to not be negative, but I think that's just a part of how that's set up because you know you got that grouped with the performance and like the yeah like the choreography and and, like um yeah go for it i think you have to make it accessible right and exactly yeah so there's not a lot of room for there's not a lot of room for things being like really strange yeah and i understand that for sure and it's the same thing like i have uh like sometimes it kind of frustrates me when because at certain points in the um like some of the rap parts, like uh, the flows will be good, but like the um, accentuation is like so distinct, and I know it's like that so that people actually hear everything Understand the first it. time. And like right. I don't, but I don't really like that style that much. But uh, but I mean, it makes sense. Like th- there's a reason it's why it's like that because people pay you know hundreds of dollars to go see the show. They want to fucking hear everything. Hundreds of dollars, <laughs> four thousand. Know? They pay um, so much goddamn money to see, to see the show. show. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I can get that criticism, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, in most of the music you listen to, like, you're looking for something you haven't heard before mm-hmm. or a refinement of something you have, yeah. right? Uh, in a musical, you need to evoke specific emotions to everybody. Yeah. You can't target small audiences, especially not in something of this scale, Yeah, right? So, like, things have to feel familiar and recognizable, and when, like... When Helpless comes on, you have to know immediately what that song is about based on what the music sounds mm-hmm. like. And that leaves very little space to do things that are surprising or weird musically. Yeah. 
because what you're doing is you're trying to pull on emotions. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and you're not necessarily trying to experiment musically. You're trying to tell a story more than anything. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like where yeah. I am yeah. with musicals after listening to this because like I feel like I would have had a much much different experience had I like just gone and saw this performed. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I like I probably would have really enjoyed it, but uh, and like I definitely like recognize the obviously like super high level of artistry that's involved in creating something like this. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it's still just like rough for me. Listening to musicals is something that is very rough for me. Uh, and another like, and I don't think this would bother me as much if I was just watching it, but I've also never really been a huge fan of Lin-Manuel's voice. So, and it's not a huge deal, but I don't, it's, it's not my favorite. Um, and yeah, but those are my main problems. And like, and since this is of course like so long, mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was that tough does not to get through. It was tough to get through. All. Like it wasn't it wasn't like outright suffering. Like I'm not saying, but yeah, I I I don't know. I feel like those are probably the main reasons. Just listening that to a musical is yeah. still kind of hard for me. And like I can appreciate yeah, it. They're absolutely I definitely valid. Like, appreciate what's going on. It's impressive, but. I can't get myself to like just enjoy listening to it, you know. Like I just can't get there. Yeah, I kind of had like a the opposite experience because like the more I listened to it, the more I noticed things that I really liked Mm. as a fan of hip hop, Um, and the more I appreciated the fact that it made a genre that like I think is a very powerful one, right? But I think that a lot of a lot of people don't like uh, more interesting and accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think no, I think this like, is like a good outlet to like get people interested in hip hop. I think it does. Right, I think like, it does like, that well. Like I can see someone listening who's like, like like doesn't really know much about the genre and can like listen to this and be like, oh, this is why this is interesting because like these rhyme schemes are like complicated and they're saying like. You know they're doing like the whole and even like the cabinet beans when they're doing like the brag rap things. Like I thought that was pretty funny. Like when they were doing, oh, yes. I fucking love the cabinet um, battles. Those are really good. But uh, like, but but that is it's like, a good a like entry point for that. Too. Like I think I think it's probably changed a lot of people's opinions on hip hop, which is good. Um, yeah, I yeah, think it yeah, has. absolutely. Um, and and like, I think that there are lots of little touches that just make it feel like real hip-hop to me in a way that uh, In the Heights almost didn't, right? Like, I fucking love the... Uh, and this is a dumb thing. I love the, the like, mouth gun noises. The... Brah! I love that. I love that that's used in here. Like, yeah. I love whenever that happens. I'm way into it. I'm like, yeah, because this is, this is a lot of what hip-hop is, mm-hmm. right? And it's a lot of the braggadocio, and it's a lot of the, like, really, like... Uh, when when um, Mulligan shows up in Yorktown and has his verse there, I fucking love that. I I think that's great. Like like the intensity that he comes in with. I think like Lafayette. Like I think Yorktown is a tremendous song because everyone's verse on that is really good. Um, yeah, I'd say that's one of the tightest songs. Um, yeah, in there. Yorktown is fantastic, and like. And, 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 like, there's there's just so many things that are really interesting on this album. And I think, like, I think there's actually kind of a good balance between rapping and then, like, 
Burr's singing. I I like I like most of Burr's songs a lot. Like I like Wait for It a lot more than I thought I would. I I so, fucking hate that song. Really? I love I, it. I struggled. So I don't like, care that he's going to wait is, for it. This is a part where I even struggled, and not on all of them, but uh, I didn't, I guess when, you know, because I just had like an idea in my head of what the musical was like, and sure. I kind of had an idea that it was like almost entirely hip-hop, where it's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a mix of a bunch of different things. There's like, and yeah, there's like absolutely. a large amount of like standard types of like musical numbers. Um, mm-hmm. which were yeah. even harder for me to get through, for sure. <laughs> Those are... Because I, I pretty much as a whole sit on the same page as Camden, um, even though I chose this uh, this musical. Um, and I there are a lot of p- places that I appreciate. Um, a lot of that comes from me having done the research and hearing mm-hmm. his thoughts and what he put into it and what's there, it helped me see the other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not super keen on musicals. And then just listening to it makes it harder, um, especially sure. parts where it's specifically, like, the chorus and the background supporting and all those fucking, like, cascades um, where it's like, to the groom, to the groom, to the bride. I <laughs> hate that so much yeah. and it happens so, so much in this musical for, for oh. me like i like the high intensity tracks on this a lot mm-hmm. like there are there are tons of tracks that like i think would work better if i was watching it um that i'm not super excited by like i helpless doesn't do much for me i think yeah. satisfied is kind of an interesting track i like the the the, the rap part in that i think she goes really hard i think it's yeah. oh yeah really that was actually but i hate the backing course. yeah that part where she raps on that was one of my favorite rapped verses mm-hmm. in the yeah that's what i was like man there yeah, needs yeah. to be more of her in this yeah that's actually yeah. one of the biggest critiques that i've read about the musical because i had to actually seek them out it, it was very interesting um and all of the critics that i read that were actively like saying this is an issue always followed up with also by the way i really love this musical i just think um lynn manuel miranda is our best chance of bringing up the standards to everything but that is the only proper representation of like a strong woman in this play or this musical at all um, and she's only singing about her feelings associated with a man which is kind of really sad yep um, I think I think like it struggles with some some things like that for sure. I think like there's an argument to be made that like the fact that they cast uh, non-white actors or women as uh, the founding fathers uh, like kind of cloaks the fact that the story is not that progressive. Still, just about is, white men taking over different is, countries is like an argument to be made. Yeah, um, yeah, and I feel like some parts of it they were like you know because they do the parts where they're kind of accentuating like thomas jefferson's support of slavery when it was really like there wasn't there wasn't anyone in there who was like who was like super actively like fighting slavery if we're going to be honest yeah yeah it's surprising how little that came up yeah they villainized the shit out of Jefferson, which I don't mind because I think David Diggs plays an excellent villain yeah, as uh, Jefferson. Yeah. He sounds so spiteful and shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love him. He's 
Uh, David is probably my favorite performance. Yeah, but I like, think they I think I they think kind of vilified that character for things most of those other historical figures were guilty of. Yeah, absolutely, totally. Like Washington was a huge slave owner. Yeah. At at the yeah. end of the day, it's a musical. Yeah. Right? No, like, exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of what it comes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't really care if it's uh, also. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I fucking <laughs> I fucking love cheesy ass King George. He's great. Mm. I love his songs. They're so. Dumb. Which ones are those? Yeah. Uh, they had, he'll uh, be back whenever, whenever the king is singing. Oh, is that yeah? That's it. Yeah, that guy. I it's uh, hard passed on that every single time. <laughs> oh man, I, I, love, never I, even, I, I never I even finished the, the song fucking... he was on. That, oh, you didn't because the finishing part is the best part. That, it's supposed die, to be die, like die, a breakup ballad. Die, die, made me cringe so fucking hard that I could not listen to the song. He's crazy. That's the whole point I of know, that guy. I, I get like, that. I get that that was supposed to be, like, but it, like, it it triggered, like, a visceral reaction in me, and I could not listen yeah. to it. I, I loved, like, the I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Yeah. Like, I'll kill your, I will kill your friends, friends and family, and family to, to remind, remind you of my love. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I thought it was or, a like, well-written breakup song, but fuck, yeah. it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was tremendously annoying, but it was it made me laugh every time. Like yeah. I, I was, I was into it. it. Tremendously I it was annoying. Fun. That's going to be coming up maybe next time on the podcast. But oh, but man. in a way, yeah. I liked. Here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Like, um, I oh. The thing that we haven't we haven't really addressed at all because we're not really equipped to address it is like not only does this album do a great job of like respecting hip hop and being like an interesting accessible entry point to hip hop for people like it is at its core also a musical and supports a bunch of those musical themes like the the characters having their own choruses that recur throughout the uh the their own refrains oh, and so many the repeated themes is there's is, like, like 12 that's of them. A, that's a big musical thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That is a, a huge musical thing, which, like, when you're listening to an album, might get repetitive or boring, but, like, when you're looking at a musical, is like, is meant to indicate character development, yeah. right? Like, yeah. reuse of the same refrain to mean a different thing is a character development moment yeah. throughout these. And, like, there are some really good ones in this. Like, uh, like I like that. Whenever Washington and Hamilton are talking, there's always that's an order from your commander, like because I think it defines that relationship really well, even as it grows and shifts. I think that's that's really interesting. Um, I, I think like the fact that Aaron Burr is always Aaron Burr, sir. I hated that. <laughs> yeah, I just hated the phrasing. That's why it was just like Aaron Burr, sir. Aaron Burr, yeah, sir. Sir, so every time I was like, ah, yep, yep, yep. that was a yeah. yeah I, I thought just, I, something um, about it just like I didn't like. Um, yeah, I'm not as, big but I, I get that that was like one of those repetition of those in uh, those themes in general. I, I think sometimes it's done really well. I thought these ones are just too blatant. Like I thought they were a bit clunky. I heard "Not Gonna Waste My Shot" too many times. <laughs> Yeah, and I know. It, oh, but I think that's that's kind of like uh, it makes sense because that's supposed to be like the main like this is this guy's goal in life, you know, and this is his like theme yeah, song. Yeah, and I, like, I how respect he, that. I yeah. do, and I, I and I say that as someone. But who I, I also so I also got annoyed every time that came up. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, and I I knew why, and I know yeah. that that's an important part in 
uh, music and especially in musicals because as we say it, it attaches you to the character you can see how they develop depending on how they say it and all these different things um one thing i another thing i learned from the documentary the song where they're all talking about shots and mm-hmm. not gonna waste their shots if they're drinking they're doing shots Oh yep. man! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I I thought that was clear from the song. I did not pick up on that. I thought like the third time through, I was like, I wonder if they're doing shots with this because they fucking better be with the number of goddamn times they're. T- well, I guess they're it should have been clear to me from the setting, but yeah, yeah, I didn't pick up on it. Um, but yeah, I I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I hate the goddamn number of times they say, "Not gonna waste my shot." And I, the one time, um, I, I, actually, I think every single theme in this one, all because I sometimes I really appreciate um, the repetition of themes in music. Yeah, uh, it, it and so it stems from um, back when you could only when you go see uh say oh we were talking about mendelssohn earlier i thought yeah. mendelssohn 49 um so that one has a huge repetition of theme it starts off right into it and it does it a bunch oh well, yeah a lot um, of classical music does. and that's like a big thing yeah and so the reason for that is if if you're poor and you can go see a thing you you might only see it once in your life mm-hmm. so it's got to stick in your head so it's something you can bring back uh, it's an association thing. And my favorite ones are the ones that do it subtly. The ones that you'll sort of feel and hear, um, but you won't necessarily know you're hearing it. And I thought it was just pushed straight down your throat as hard as possible in this whole musical. And the only time that I didn't struggle with the not going to waste my shot... I'm going to rise up. Uh, Any of those was the final moment right before he got shot. I thought that really sort of scatterbrained, like, collection of all his themes were just different enough that I finally enjoyed them. Yeah, that one one was kind of cool. Sure. Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't have much of a problem with that. I mean, (laughs) that's me. But I, yeah, I like, it was fine. (laughs) <laughs> it was That's fun. totally yeah. reasonable and i like, i imagine no one had like a lot of people not minding at all oh yeah no, that's what i imagine like when when i was listening to this i just like imagine myself as like an old grumpy person i don't know like <laughs> i was just like the, i don't understand what what is popular ah. uh yeah that was me yeah um i don't know man like of course, I'm the person who is who's way into this. Like, I think I think this is like handled really well and really interesting, and like in in really interesting ways. And it like in some ways it reminds me of the things that got me into hip hop. And I think like a lot of the production decisions are made for really good reasons. Uh, like, I think the idea of having a, a a non-white cast or a female cast play the founding fathers does make a really good lens. There's no for... female people playing Founding Fathers, by the way. You mentioned that earlier. There, there will be. Oh, there will be. Okay, I was going to say, yes. I was confused yes. by that. Cool, yep. I'm glad. There's, there's an upcoming run where, where that is that is set. Um, anyway, I, I think it's really, I, I like it as a tool. It, it's the same reason that um, when we saw Good Men Wanted, Last year at the theater conference, I thought it was mm-hmm. used very, very, very well then too. Like, yeah. I think it's a, a really like neat touch that makes it easier for people to connect with it. Like, I think that using hip hop 
to tell Hamilton's story makes it easier to connect with it for a lot of people, or makes it easier to connect with hip hop by telling like a story, uh, the American story, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and like not doing it in a way that feels super off-putting because it's about power or it's like tremendously violent like like uh, a lot of a lot of gangster rap is like yeah i uh, i like it a lot i think there's a lot of good stuff here there are some tracks that i'm not super into and uh, like and those are the more musically tracks probably Mm -hmm. um that don't feature hip-hop uh but like the things like the cabinet battles are always like really good and I love mm-hmm. the like hooting and hollering, and I like the the like the the weird callouts, and I, I I love the line about like taking King George's head out of a box and or the King of France's head out of a box and asking it, uh, <laughs> do you do you mind if we go back on this? No, I'm super dead. Um, <laughs> like stuff like yeah, that. There's... Just like. I'd say the cabinet battles were my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts about the mixtape too. Because it had a couple B-sides, or what I took mm-hmm. to be B-sides on there. Uh, Cabinet Battle number 3 was one of them, which was mm. essentially one that brings up slavery. Um, and it was just as well executed. I thought it was really interesting. It was darker um, and less funny. But I thought it was a really okay. good representation of the the, the sort of um, free hip-hop battle style that everyone sort of thinks of when they initially think of hip-hop and i think it's funny and interesting and i really love the cabinet battles as well yeah yeah those are i thought those were handled so well and were were so much fun just like every time they were so much fun they reminded me of battle rap right like and i've Mm. i've actually been listening to more battle rap lately which uh which has been a real good time um yeah i the the ending I thought was super musically and like I I understand why it ends that way it doesn't connect with me uh, yeah. as well as a lot of other things throughout the album, um, but like the high points of this to me are just like they're really high like like I like Yorktown is the best example Lafayette coming in on Yorktown is tremendous and like. David Diggs is super talented and can rap like that with a French accent. What? What? And really um, clearly, that's the thing I'm most impressed by, is the the speed at which he was rapping with a French accent, and I could understand pretty much everything he every said, every word. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and then like fucking hard to do. And then like the like the super like fucking growly Terry style that Mulligan comes in on with that track, like. You've forgotten about this guy. He hasn't been around the whole fucking time. But damn, you're ha- like you're glad to have him back now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think like they handle the triumph in that really well. Um, yeah, like I think a lot of it was was handled quite well. I like I totally get why it's off putting to you guys, um, but I, I think it's really interesting and like. It's it's also kind of compelling to me to think about like the hip hop story as the American story, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think those oh yeah, totally. Really hip hop's like one of the most American things in the fucking world. Yeah, <laughs> it's so <laughs> it appropriate. It's, it's, yeah, it's so appropriate. Is. It's like it's like the rags to riches story is the hip hop story. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. rags to riches, hip hop is the the shot at riches that some of these people have. Yep. Like, like some of 
It's writing their way out, if you will. It literally is. Mm-hmm. Like, it absolutely is. And and the fact that, like, those parallels are so clear and, like, captured so well. And just, like, I think... And this is, like, this isn't... This isn't my perspective. Because I already, I already feel that hip-hop is an art form. But I think that this is something that will get people who wouldn't have thought of it as such... To consider Absolutely. That. Yeah. It's um, it's uh just like when we were talking about um to bring in a not very important parallel, when we listened to the Decemberists and we were talking about how unfortunate it was um in the Hazards of Love when the metal part came in and then it wasn't actually that metal. Um but respectively it was interesting enough it can bring people into listening to it anytime that sort of yeah, that was kind of. I don't of, want to say surface layer yeah. usage, but it's it does that to it, and so yeah. even if it doesn't grab me fully because I don't think it goes as far in as I want, I really appreciate what it will do for the genre. Um, and yeah, and it's I, clearly and, written wonderfully in a lot. And, of ways. and with this and the mixtape, like I would not be surprised if some people went, "Oh, who's a, who's Young Thug or something like that," right? And mm-hmm. like started getting in in that way is young yeah, thug on definitely. hamilton mixtape no i don't think so <laughs> it's gonna be like it uh, seems Yahoo a little is. it seemed like it was mostly falling from something some people some mostly people a little older than young thug <laughs> yeah most of it's, uh chance the rapper's at the end he's oh, i cool. think he's yeah. on the last track nice yeah um yeah if i didn't say it i i really think that the mixtape is a lovely companion it was mm-hmm. A lot of the parts from the musical that I struggled with were not glossed over, but they were treated differently. Um, so it, it's essentially like the song basis, but then sometimes they're just singing the song. Like there's a weird part with Regina Spector and Ben Folds singing yep, yep. Theodosia, uh, which was strange. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. There are other parts that are just like proper rapping. It's really excellent. Yeah, there's, there's like Busta Rhymes is on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nas, we mentioned, Usher shows up and does "Wait for It," which I'm sure you guys will love. Yeah, I uh, definitely skipped that one. <laughs> what a great combo um, for, for my interest, right? Yeah. Right? It's uh, appropriate. Wiz, Khal- Wiz Khalifa is on it. His is great, actually. Um, yeah, he's got um because it's it's the Washington's Washington on your side. side. He's like, oh, yeah. uh, you've got Washington's. Uh, what? Oh, fuck. Washington's by your side is the name of it. Yeah, but how did he? Yeah, oh yeah, by okay. But that's exactly what it is. It was really yeah. funny. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. witty. All right. There's there's Definitely. like there's a lot of good stuff on there that's really fun to listen yeah. to. That I think and, you'll much more appreciate. And and one more time, I fucking love how fucking shitty David uh, Diggs makes Jefferson. Yeah, like the line the line when we were all watching, he got Washington in his pocket. I fucking mm. love it. It's so, it's so fucking good. Like, I yeah. think he killed He's, his like everything on here. He is one hundred percent the reason I actually actively listened to this because I listened to it. I was like, oh, it's Stevie Diggs. I was like, oh, he's doing some cool stuff. I'll have to actually go through and, here. Yeah, he was, and and like, definitely he's, a draw he's cool, for me. Yeah, like, yeah, he's 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 good on like he's really good on clipping too. But like, he he feels very poetic on clipping. Like he feels on on a lot of those songs as fucking vile as some of them are, he feels like the closest to being a beat poet of nearly any rapper I listen to, um, or or a slam poet, 
Uh, and here he's just he he's playing characters, and they're so like delightfully like well done and or like awful shitty people. Mm-hmm. And I like I like seeing him do that. Well, and I like all, seeing pretty much do. everything Clipping has done is he's always playing a character too. Like just most of the time, it's I, like. Yeah, like he'll do the sort of I, I feel like in a lot of the clipping albums he does like a sort of ridiculous like amplification of like trends of like violence and like yes. reveling yeah. in violence in hip hop. And like he but, sort but of like, plays that character. Uh I, I feel like um a lot of his flows are like I, I feel like he, he raps very differently on this than he does. Oh, in, in oh yeah, record. no question. <laughs> like, <laughs> not gonna argue with you like, there. Like, his 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 flow on on clipping, like like I said, it reminds me of like a slam poet. Like, if I want to show someone like the parallels between hip hop and poetry, like I think he is a great example for just the mm. the way that he he goes through his verses. Um, and that's just me, right? Like, you don't have to agree with me on that. But I think like like yeah, I've been known to hate clipping. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, no doubt there. But but I uh, I fucking love him on this. Like I yeah. I love him I love him in clipping and I love him on this. I like He's him a so... lot more in clipping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Um, like yeah. significant. I <laughs> I very much appreciate fine. him in this as well. But I also appreciate him more in clipping. But I know exactly yeah. what you're saying, and I agree. Um, like, yeah. Anyway. I think that's what I've got to say about. Yeah, I think that was yeah, a pretty thorough musical. discussion of. Yeah, we we went pretty. Deep I think on so. That one, I think before we, we, we go to before we close it out though, one of the few musical songs that I liked entirely and I thought oh. was really funny and interesting was uh, the fourth from the end, the "Your Obedient Servant." When oh writing God! Letters back and forth yes. to each other. I can't believe I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. was really really good. That was one of the things they based in reality. Um, Aaron Burr sent because he ran for governor um, yeah, after of New York. that, and then uh, Hamilton kind of fucked him, and so he sent him like this tiny paragraph, like "What the fuck, dude." And Hamilton sent him pages back, being like, I don't know what you mean. I've insulted you so many times, you've got to be way more specific than that. It's, and then it just I, went back and forth. And I, I thought love, it was I, hilarious. I, I love, like, I love the, the dumb shit, like, mm. on that song. And, and it's throughout the album, too. Like, it happens when, on, uh, on uh, Farmer Refuted, where, like, there's just a dude in the background being like, oh, shut this guy up. And then on... Um, on your obedient servant, it's like here's an itemized list of thirty years. Of yeah, that was. Oh yeah. god! Like, yeah, it was. I thought that was the tightest of the really funny musical yeah. things that he did, and I I really appreciated that piece. Yeah, that piece was really good. I'm surprised we didn't mention it earlier. I really we talked about well. so much else. It only makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and like to be fair, uh, if you're listening to this, like we approach this mostly as fans of music and hip hop, um, and less a, a, yeah. as fans of music. I don't think so any if, of us are like missed... big musical fans, as far as I understand. Yeah, yeah. if we missed some like critical value to this album. 
on the musical front, which I'm sure we did. Like I'm sure there, I want there, someone there, to write us to like this. Explain. I want someone to write us who is like me and who couldn't enjoy musicals without seeing them performed. I want them to write us and explain to us how you. <laughs> How you just get past how that you while just listening that, to it. That, uh, that hang-up. I'm sure one of yeah. our thousands of listeners will... So yeah, I, will actually, I actually have a solution for you. Okay. What you do is, what you do is, you know those flip, those flip comics? Yeah, the where, like, flip comics. So you, you draw out one of those for the whole show. That, oh, I'd have to make God. one this that runs for just... two and a half hours. And you have to have choreography. I'd have to You've like spend really... a year drawing. Yeah, and then you could release it as a companion to Hamilton, and people would be way into it. Yeah, I'd that's, probably get that's at a least good point. Like fifty YouTube views for that one. Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. Really fifty. Lost a years that's of my life. not bad. Yeah, hey man, I'm guys, some real shit. Ted, thank you for for choosing this album. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, we've got an album picked for next week. We do. We do. This is another one we've thought uh, about right. for a little while, not as long as the Hamilton yep. one. Not as yep. long, but a good while. <laughs> Neil Cicciarega's Mouth Moon yeah. is, the, is the third <laughs> album in his Mouth Trilogy Ooh, after Mouth, mouth trilogy. Sound and Mouth Silence. Yep. And it will be our album of the week Hell yeah! for the next time we record. An amazing transcendent work of art is what I'm going to describe this it, as uh, yeah, before, we do the, before we do the episode. <laughs> Changed my we, we, life. We have been actively <laughs> avoiding spoiling parts of this for Ted until yeah. he listens to it. So <laughs> it's something. It's something. It's uh, it's really special. I don't think any and like it's actually. And we'll, we'll talk about more, but I don't think anything has made me so simultaneously like angry and so fucking like happy. And just like, like and just like time. dying laughing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to listen yeah. to this some more. It's amazing. <laughs> all right, uh, find us in the normal places at Not Always Music on Facebook. Email us at soundingboardpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you, you guys. Oh yeah, you know, I'm on Twitter at uh, Killacam907. And I checked that one seven months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just, if you need to get a hold of me, check Cam's. Do you just follow him and then he'll tell me. Oh, and uh, I'm also not going to do outro music for this episode. So you guys, you guys can if you want. <laughs> no, it's, not it's all right. I'm not going to give it a shot. I'm not going to give it a shot. parts can't rap. I am not going to give it a shot. Not going to give it a shot. I'm not going to give it a shot. There we go. Perfect. That was flawless. All right, guys. I will talk to you soon. You hear that mumbling? That was just because I was rapping so fast. Are you into mumblecore yeah. now? Yeah. Is that I'm your new thing? Mumblecore? Yeah. Mumble tremblecore? I listen to the little Yachty all day. Little Yachty, man. My shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Alright. Uh album of the week next week. Lil Yachty's mouth moves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alright. Alright guys. Have a great night. Bye. I dream of life without the monarchy. The unrest in
France will lead to anarchy. Anarchy. Are you say? Are you say? Oh, anarchy. <laughs> When I fight, I make the other side panicky with my shit. Yo, I'm a tailor's apprentice. And I got job knuckleheads and local parentis. I'm joining the rebellion, cause I know what's my chance. And so should lead advance. Instead of sewing some pants, I'm gonna take shit. And but we'll never be truly free until those in bondage have the same rights as you and me. You and I do or die. Wait till I sally in on a stallion with the first black battalion. Have another shot. Geniuses, lower your voices. You keep out of trouble and you double your choices. I'm with you, but the situation is fraught. You've got to be carefully taught. If you talk, you're gonna get shot. Bird, check what we got. Mr. Lafayette, hard rock like Lancelot. I think your pants look hot. Lawrence, I like you a lot. Let's hatch a plot blacker than the kettle calling the pot. What are the odds of God you'll put us all in one spot? Pop in a squad and conventional wisdom like it or not. A bunch of revolutionary manumission abolitionists. Give me a position, show me where the ammunition is. Oh, am I talking too loud? Sometimes I get overexcited. Shoot off at the mouth. I never had a group of friends before. I promise that I'll make y'all proud.